Hey everybody, this is Britt Lightning of Vixen and you're listening to the Ken Valdez Approach on Rock Rage Radio. Welcome, welcome to the Ken Valdez Approach. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, yeah. Here we go again, right? Hey, hey, everybody, it's your boy KV coming at you from my soul renegade sound studios right here in Minneapolis. I'm welcoming you to the Ken Valdez Approach. It is so good to be back, y'all. It is so good to be back. I've missed you guys. I have some incredible guests lined up for y'all. And tonight we are starting this new season off with a bang. My friend Michael Sweet is my guest this evening. Now, Michael is outspoken and he leads quite possibly the most polarizing band in all of heavy metal and rock and roll. These guys are outstanding. I've looked up to them ever since I was a kid. But, I mean, to see this this progression is uh, is something else. A lot of people remember them back in the day with the big hair and kind of the glam rock thing. But their their sound has, has just developed over the years into something that, I mean, it's almost borderline thrash. Their musicianship is is just exceptional. Michael is one of those uh, really rare talents in any genre. The the singing and the playing and the production and the songwriting and that whole thing. And, you know, say what you want about these guys. Their career kind of says it all. Their longevity says so much more than anybody else could probably argue with. But I'll tell you what, Let's just go ahead and get on into this. Let Michael tell you a little bit about it. Let's get to know Michael a little bit more. And uh, hey, here we go. Come along for the ride. Let's talk with Michael Sweet of the band Striper right here on The Approach. Away we go. Hey, hey, I am here with Michael Sweet of Striper and then some. This guy is one of the busiest guys in rock and roll as far as I'm concerned. I've been a fan for a long, long time. Michael, I don't even know if you know this or not, man, but I grew up listening to you. And uh, <laughs> it's so funny and a uh, little, little cringeworthy, man. But, you know, I was a little kid. What am I, what am I supposed to say, right? I was a little kid wow. and my brother, who's even younger than I was, man, when we were, when we were just young, young lads, man. We would dress up like Striper. We'd grab like beat up tennis rackets and we'd be rocking in our, in our own, you know, this big room that we had just pretending we were you guys, man. And uh, that kind of set, you know, set the path for me, if you will, because this is what I'm doing these days is I'm playing music and I get to talk to people that I love, man. And, you know, without you and without your music, I don't know if I would be here, man. So thank wow. you. And welcome, man. How are you doing? Thank you, man. Appreciate it. What a story. It's it's always great and amazing to hear those stories uh, because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. I mean, you know, music, to hear a song and watch a band is one thing, but then you, you leave the show and the show's over and it can never be repeated. But then what, what is there for eternity is what lives on with that person, where they moved by something. And it sounds like Stripers inspired you somehow in some way, and that's really awesome. Big time, uh, things man. are good, man. I mean, things are good. You know, we're busy. Um, we're building a new house, my wife and I. So that's a whole other thing in and of itself. Wow. Uh, got the new album out yes yesterday, the twenty first. Killing, 
It's a it's killing, like, y'all. We're touring and uh, other projects. Sweet and Lynch, I, I'm turning that in soon. It's just all kinds of things going on, and uh, it's a little bit of a blur right now. Life is a blur, but in a good way. I'm very, very happy. I'm in a good place, uh, and I'm I'm alive. I'm here. I am. I love it, man. And creating wonderful music, as I, as I said. Well, let's get let's get into this a little bit, man, because you did release this brand new record. And Michael and I were talking just a little bit before about how cool this record is for the Striper fan, right? So I, I had told him that I believe this record, The Final Battle, which is out now, really brings together the best of what Striper really is from the past to the present. It's just this beautiful mixing of these, of, 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 everything that they've accomplished and everything that they've done and presented in such a way where old fans, new fans are going to find something to just sink their teeth into, if you will. Tell me a little bit about this record, man, and, and how this came about. Because I actually, I did read something about this too, man. You have a really interesting way of writing too, where you just kind of wait almost to the last minute, right? I do. I Gosh, do. man, that's crazy. Tell us a little bit about the record, and we'll get into that in a little bit here. Well, I don't recommend that for any writer out there, but that's the way I do things. <laughs> I, work, I work better under pressure. It's just the way I work. You know, uh, I don't work as well when there's no pressure. So I tend to, uh, this album was written, I was down in Florida. We sold our house, bought an RV, drove to Florida, and we were just hanging out in Florida. Wow. And that was in October of last year. And then we knew in November we had to come back to start on the new album, Final Battle. No title at the time. And uh, my retina detached while right. I was down there. I came home for emergency surgery. It had changed everything, uh, the scheduling and whatnot. And once I was able to sit up after two weeks, I started writing the album. So I had that to work. Uh, I had to get over that hurdle. And I thought, how am I going to do this? I went in there very careful in my studio with my head down, being careful, trying to write an album. And I just started working on songs. And one song came, and then the next one, and the next one. And it, it, just like all the other albums, after 11 days, I had 11 songs. Wow. And it just came it very fluently, and, and it flowed right out of me. And that's uh, something that is... Uh, big part maybe my biggest gift is is writing uh at least i believe so i, I think god put something in me i, I don't know what it is but it, it's it's uh not a problem for me to write songs i love writing songs and they just come right out riff ideas melody ideas whatever it is um and i'm very blessed that way so this album was no different than the past five albums just written the same way Unbelievable. How does it differ, I guess, now that, that, you know, the last five records, right, where you are under pressure and you're churning these songs out and they're amazing tunes. This record is ridiculous, guys. I'm telling you, this is, <laughs> this might be my favorite Striper record. I'm not joking. It's that good. It's that good. But how do these last few records differ from, you know, to hell with the devil or soldiers or sure. anything like that like yeah as far as the writing process is concerned well the thing about these new records and i think you hear it in the tracks themselves is the spontaneity of the writing process uh these songs were written relatively quickly and with that comes 
and they were recorded re relatively quickly. We we tracked the whole album in three weeks, other than my vocals, my lead vocals. Wow. Uh, you, you go back to Tell with the Devil, and we spent two months tracking that album. Right, right. And we spent, I spent, you know, three, four, five months writing it. Uh, you go to In God We Trust, and we spent six months recording that album. I spent a year or almost a year writing it. Those are the differences. And I think it, it, it people, uh, a lot of people say, oh, you should take more time writing songs. That's not what it's about. No. Uh, you know, some of the best songs ever written were written in an hour. Right, right. So it's not about time. It's about, uh, you know, passion and the, the spontaneity, the energy of the song. And, you know, that's what it's really all about. That's awesome, man. What I have always admired about you is the fact that you you have, um, oh gosh, your mind is wide open to, to music. You're a fan. I want to know Michael Sweet, the fan of music, right? So, I mean, yeah, this song, or this song, this record, is very you know it's it's heavy it's cool there's there's a lot of groove there's a lot of uh there's a lot of melody in there but i mean you're also into guys like like journey oh, yeah. or boston you were in boston you know yeah. so yeah i mean tell me how how that all kind of you know lends to the striper sound well i mean growing up i grew up listening to every genre so I listen to metal, but I listen to pop. I'm a huge fan of uh, Ambrosia. Wow. All right. David um, Peck. And one of my favorite albums is Bread. Yeah, That's man. Best stuff. Uh, I love Creedence Clearwater Revival. I love Al Green. There you go. I love Chuck Berry. I love Elvis Presley. I love Black Sabbath, Dio, Maiden. I love Journey. I love Loverboy, Survivor. I, I'm not tied to one genre. Like this whole thing, metal till you die, and it's only metal. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, you, you, I just appreciate a good song. Yes. You know, if it's metal, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love it and be there with my horns up with everybody else. But if it's, if it's a ballad, John Legend, you know, all of me. What a great song. You know, uh, I just appreciate a good song, man. That's what it's all about. And I think that translates over into my style of writing. Hey, that's why you hear a song like Near, then you hear a song like Transgressor. Right. I'm, I'm a big Journey fan. I'm a big Priest fan. So you kind of get the, the, the full spectrum. And that's the way it'll always be with me. I've got multiple sides as a writer. I love it, man. And I think that that's one of the things for me personally that uh i feel sets striper apart from you know a lot of other bands what do you think is uh what what do you believe sets striper apart from everybody else i think there's so many things obviously our first and foremost the fact that we uh stand for christ in our message you know and and no other metal band that's crossed over like striper has does that right uh, that i'm aware of um and then you uh, add to that the yellow and black. We have our own unique look and style. Right. Uh, and brand, if you want to call it that. Sure. And then you add to that our, our music, our sound. You know, we've got 
really unique sound. We don't sound like any other band. Love it or hate it. A lot of people love us. A lot of people hate us for that reason. Right. Because we, very unique sounding. Like we're a metal band, but then sometimes my voice doesn't sound as metal as people would like it to sound. Uh, you know, I don't have the grit like some of the other guys, but I don't want that. Right. I've got my own style, and um, I think it makes us very unique and different. Uh, the songwriting, as you said, uh, the fact that we uh, do twin guitars in our own way, unlike any <laughs> in history. You know, the, the difference with Striper is a lot of bands, metal bands that have two guitar players, they go back and forth and they do an occasional harmony or something. We've do, done full solos in harmony. Right. There's a lot more to the harmonies and the dual guitars in Striper than most bands. Uh, and then you got the harmony vocals. We grew up on the Beach Boys and Queen. And we've added that to metal. And right. I don't really know of another band that's done that. That's metal. Uh, no, man. May, maybe maybe there is. And, and let, let me know about them. I, I love <laughs> I to check them out. Um, but we just have our own unique thing and uh, our own signature sound. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So let's go back a little bit. So like growing up. Did you have anybody who, who mentored you or somebody who inspired or influenced you or showed you the, like, the ropes of this business at all? Well, yeah, my parents. My, my parents are singer-songwriters. Uh, they were managed by Mike Curb. Uh, oh, they wow. performing when we were kids and writing when we were kids. My dad had a number one country song uh, in 1978, I Don't Want to Have to Marry You, uh, co-written by Fred Imus. Don Imus' brother. Yeah, I grew up in a musical family, so my parents showed me the ropes. Uh, my dad is certainly a mentor of mine, and, and I put him at the top of the list of uh, someone that's inspired me musically. And then you go down the list, of uh, starting with Elvis Presley, I'm a big fan of. And then working my way into, I mentioned Creedence Clearwater Revival, John Fogarty, big fan of. And then... Uh, Chuck Berry, I used to air guitar to Chuck Berry. He was probably nice. my first big influence guitar-wise. And then I moved into, as I got older, guys like Tom Scholes, Boston, uh, Randy Rhodes, Edward Van Halen. Uh, you know, those are big influences of mine. I, I don't play anything at like them at their level, but, you know, you can probably hear some of those influences in my style. Absolutely. As, as a guitar player. And then Steve Perry and Rob Halford are probably my two biggest vocal influences. Oh, man. That's crazy. What do you believe are the biggest misconceptions about you and about Striper? That we're pussies. And that is so just, yeah, is so not true. You guys you know, a lot of, a lot of A lot of people just say, oh, yeah, they're pussies. They sing about God. Yeah, they're, they're pussies. They, they they suck or that's the other one no they suck and it's like really okay no. <laughs> Any, anyone you know anyone that thinks striper sucks is you know um they need to get they need to get evaluated they really, <laughs> uh, big t I, I know everyone has different opinions of music and they might you might not we might not be your taste and you may not like our style of music or our sound but to say that we suck and, and that's just based on that stems from what we sing about and who we sing about. Right. It, it, we sing. You sing about God. You're going to have people say that you suck. 
right. and there's going to be the hate level is going to be raised to a higher point for sure. What do you believe is the biggest challenge for Striper these days? Oh man, biggest challenge is just to uh, you know be respected. I don't know if that day will ever come. Uh, it's not that we're fighting for respect, but you know, you know, you, you as a musician, you you always want to prove a point. It's just kind of in you with, with this song and with the performance or what have you. And sometimes it's impossible for us to prove our point, and we've learned to accept that. Uh, but you know, I, I think just being a, a Christian in a metal band in 2022 and trying to get airplay and uh, play to an audience for Anthrax stage or uh, you know. Uh, behemoth takes the stage or whoever it's kind of tricky sometimes <laughs> well yeah i mean okay so now that you say that right i just saw the lineup for a for a festival coming up and striver's on the bill with with pantera the the resurrected pantera if you will right. um i've been a huge pantera fan for a long long time they're fantastic but i'm also seeing a lot of the other names on the bill and the one name that sticks out is you guys <laughs> and i'm just like man well, this is awesome but i'd love to hear your take on on this uh, i'm trying to remember the name of the festival maybe you can help me out but man if you guys have seen this 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 flyer this poster this uh this thing all over the internet you got some some bands that are probably you know pretty big on the secular side and probably don't share the same message or beliefs but man Oh, you yeah. have Striper right in the middle of this thing. And I'm like, okay, I'd love to hear your take on this. Well, those are the opportunities we look forward to. Uh, we humbly accept them. Uh, we never take anything for granted. And the fact that we can go play on a bill with, uh, you know, Behemoth and uh, uh, Merciful Fate. Right. And, uh, you know, Megadeth and... Judas Priest and you know all these bands uh, it's it's unheard of really it, it, it is not something that you would ever expect to see no and I think the reason why is because there is favor with the band I, I can't explain it I, I we're, we really are for nobodies we're do I look at us as a great band no, I don't. I look at us as a good band that tries to be great. But there is favor for whatever reason. And there are a lot of fans out there. And you can't deny that. You know, you can hate us all you want and speak against us all you want. But you can't deny the fact that there are fans worldwide that like the band and want to hear the band and want to see the band. And I hope... Some of those fans are at those festivals wearing their striper shirts uh, and supporting the band. And, and we can't wait to see all those fans and, and, and take part in that. I think the energy is going to be off the chain, you know? Well, with this new record and with the stuff that you've been putting out the last several years, right? There's no doubt in my mind that you deserve to be up there, right? You guys have something that's, that's viable, Again, like people can just sink their teeth into you guys have every right to be up there and your sound is something that I believe 
you know, fans or the way that I always put it with with, with my people, man, is is you have uh, the old faithful and then you have the new believers, right? That's the way that I've always kind of viewed my fans. You want to, you're so thankful for the old faithful. You want those new believers to come on over and uh, be fans of the band, right? Well, you have this sound. The sound has, has progressed over the years. It's edgy. It's cool. Not afraid to just, you know, like you said, just rock out and, and, and throw up the horns and, and, you know. So, yeah, you guys definitely deserve to be up there. And I have to believe that the crowd that you're going to see there and the crowds that you have been playing for, this is something that they can relate to. You bring a lot of hope. You know, whether whether you're you're singing about Christ or whatever, there's something positive about your music. And I think that that's something that's missing a lot these days. And, and, and maybe even subconsciously people don't realize it or recognize it. And, and maybe that's what they want. And, and, you know, if it is, that's amazing. And just to be the band that can bridge that gap, that can bring that uh, that side to a festival like that. Uh, is pretty amazing. You know, we're playing another festival called uh, Hell in Heaven Festival. Oh, wow. Uh, in, in Mexico as well. I'm trying, still trying to find all the heaven bands. They're, the only heaven band I see is that. <laughs> Everything else more so represents hell, and that's that's great. That's fine. But um, we're doing that too. It's another great Really cool. And man, we're just blessed and humbled that people want to see us people want to hear us uh, we went to japan i'll never forget 11 years ago 12 years ago and we played loud park and uh they had in a big arena they had two stages set up on each end of the arena one band played one stage and when they stopped the next band played the other stage and limp biscuit was playing and uh we were setting up on the stage and putting on our striper jackets. And I was up there in the dark and I heard the crowd erupting. And I turned around, I just put my striper, my original tail with the devil jacket on and my guitar on. And I turned around and I kid you not, uh, it was maybe 15,000 people, half of the crowd was facing me, our stage wow. in, in a plot. And it, it, it was chills. It like the hairs on my arm stood on end and I got chills because it blew my mind. And that just showed me like there are people that want to see Striper. Absolutely. There are, there are people that care about Striper. And even though some people will tell you that's not true, how could anyone want to see Striper? They suck. You, you know what I mean? It's like, just, oh man, no, I hear you. So, I mean, you, really, it sounds like the, the big challenge, if there is, you know, if you want to call it a challenge, is just changing people's minds and attitudes and then working from there. Is that, is, am I, am I on the right path here? Yeah. The only thing we do to change people's minds is we just keep doing what we do. We, we, we keep making records, you know, the, what will silence people is loudness and striper is very loud and we don't we don't stop people probably some people probably want us to stop <laughs> and but we don't stop we will not stop why should we stop uh that's you know there's multiple sides of the argument we present one side 
And why would we ever not be allowed to do that? Right. Right. Well, here's something for you. So uh, Mariah from Mika came on the show pretty recently and you have a connection with her. And the coolest thing is, is, is seeing, you know, even a younger generation than myself following what you're doing and digging what you're doing. And then she's just blazing a trail all on her own right now. Her band Plush is killing it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. what an amazing singer. Goodness yeah. gracious. She's like my little niece. I'm, I'm her uncle. She calls me Uncle Mike, or, or at least I hope she still does. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it, it, I, I uh, performed in New York quite a few years back. And she opened for me acoustically, and I was blown away. And, I, and one of the first times, or not first times, one of the uh, uh, few times, I should say, that I stepped out of the dressing room and uh, watched. And I was like, wow, you know, usually I'm getting ready back there and tied up and, and you know, doing my ritualistic stuff pre-show. And I heard her and I was like, wow. And we hit it off and exchanged numbers, my wife and I and her parents and her and I wound up working with her, writing a song uh, with her and for her and uh, producing it. And she's performed with Striper a few times, come out and sang uh, Tell with the Devil. And nice. It really got behind her because we saw the talent and knew how special she was. And then here she is doing amazing things, you know, uh, proving to the world how special she is. Yeah, and, man. Yeah, the band Plush is great, but I mean as good as they are you know mariah's just you know her voice is that voice <laughs> yes gotta have the voice if you don't have the voice uh, you know you're kind of spinning your wheels uh they've got the voice in mariah so it's really cool to see and i'm still uncle mike i'm rooting her from the sidelines rooting for her from the sidelines and uh you know it's just amazing to be a part of her amazing career so far and i think there's going to be a lot more to come Oh, man, I do. I, I absolutely agree with you. With that said, what advice would you give to the younger generation who want to make music their career? My advice would be to work as hard as you can. When everyone else is sleeping, you better be working. Uh, and that's the only way you're going to stay ahead of the game and on top of everything. Uh, don't turn down opportunities. Uh, also be yourself, be original. Even if you got the label and everyone telling you to be something you're not, say, say no, you got to be yourself. You got to be true to yourself. Also don't sell yourself out. Don't give away everything. All these 360 deals with clubs and labels now. Gosh, right. You know, stick a finger up in that stuff. Uh, don't do it. Walk away. Be willing to walk away and say no to them. Uh, and you'll find something else better than that. Uh, they're trying to get a piece of or take everybody's publishing and a piece of everybody's merch and a piece of the guarantees and all this nonsense. And it, I just think it's ludicrous and crazy. So fight for your rights. Fight for your rights. I absolutely agree with you. How does this industry today compare to what you guys had gone through, you know, coming up? You know, I mean, obviously the 360 deals and, and the fact that, that record companies are just kind of, they are what they are. Yeah, they, 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 they want to take all and they expect you to do it. So they want you to do all the promoting and all the marketing, and, and but yet they want to take all your money. You know, it, it, it's never really changed. You know, labels have been that way from day one. Uh, not just labels, but a lot of management companies too. Uh, 
it's 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 pretty disgusting actually uh, when you when you break it down. But that's the way the system works. But you know, if you don't fight against the system and change the system, then there you go. Awesome, man. So I want to go ahead and play a song off of the new record. What song would you like us to play? What song is is Ooh. this? This one's on you. This one's on you. What do you What do you want us to play on this show here? All right, I'm going to tell you one of my favorites. May not be everyone else's, but I love the groove and the feel, and it's a little different for us. And that's a song called "The Way, the Truth, the Life." You got it. Tell us a little bit about that song. Man, I just love it. I just there's something about that groove and the riffs that really sticks with me and I turn it up to 11 when I'm in the car. Yes. I don't know what it is, man. And it's just got that stomping groove and just makes me want to tap my foot and I dig it. So I hope everyone else does as well. Yeah, man. This is the way, the truth and the life by Striper. <laughs>
So here we are talking with Michael Sweet. We just listened to The Way, The Truth, The Life. And I will tell you right now, being in Minneapolis, if you don't have that funky stuff, man, something's <laughs> wrong with you. There's something in the water over here. <laughs> the first time I heard that song, which was yesterday, I about jumped out of my chair. <laughs> I was like, dude, yes, here we go. This is something a little bit different. But I was seriously, you know, for those of you that are watching, man, I'm bobbing my head and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, this is my stuff right here. This is a little bit different for Striver. So, yeah, man, that's it, great. It, it's got a little bit, it, a little bit more of a good funk. It's, and it sounds just like that. Yeah, it's got that <laughs> and it, it mimics the riff. It's different for us. It's a little different. Uh, if I had to pick another song, another one that I love too, that's a little more pop metal, is the song uh, "Till Death Do Us Part." That's I, a great I, one too. Yeah, man, I'm really digging that one too. You know, so. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll play that one at the end of the show. What is your? Uh, tell us about that tune too. Well, like I said, it's a little more pop metal, a little more melodic. Uh, the message is all about love and, and marriage, and uh, you know, being uh, being one, staying one until death do you part. As awesome. You yeah, uh, you know, it, it's the importance of marriage. I think people take lightly uh, these days. We see divorce more so than it ever before, and I think people uh, they don't work as hard as they should on relationships. Being married is tough. Yeah, man. It takes work, but. And you got to work for it. So tell me this, because this kind of leads into my next question, man. And I, I know that uh, I don't want to keep you by any means. You're a busy, busy guy. But I'm curious about this. You've been doing this for a while. And, you know, it's you're just talking about the marriage side of things. And, you know, you you guys tour. You guys tour. How is that for you to, you know, have that relationship nurture that relationship while you're on the road you know is that is that something easy for you is that something that that's difficult is there an understanding how does that work out for you well it's easier for more difficult you're breaking up just a little bit my guy okay you did. there we go okay i was saying it's easier and yet more difficult sometimes for me because my wife travels with us so uh, she's the co-manager of the band. So, uh, you know, I'm with my wife so I can see her daily and hug her and kiss her. And then also we have to talk business all the time and deal with business. And sometimes that can be like, you know, butting heads a couple of times and like, oh, you know, frustrating. Uh, so, yeah, I get both sides of the coin in that regard. But, you know, it's it's great, man. We travel. We don't travel a lot. We go out for two weeks, three weeks at a time instead of two or three months at a time. Right. So it works really well for us. Oh, that's good, man. That's awesome. So, I mean, with that said, what's a day in the life of Michael Sweet at home? Oh, man. Waking up out of bed, uh, posting on social media, uh, getting my first cup of coffee, cleaning out the cat box. <laughs> uh Taking a shower and then going all day long till we get out of the house by about usually 10, 10 30 a.m. and we don't get home till about midnight. Wow. I have a studio and we have an office in Plymouth, downtown Plymouth, and we're there all day long every day. Oh, man. So, with that said, what's a day in the life of Michael Sweet on the road? 
on the road oh man same kind of thing pretty much except the cleaning of the cat box right a lot of coffee Uh, coffee wake up uh, warm up my voice do interviews uh go in i'm the guy that goes in and preps the stage for sound check and ocds out over all the placement everything and I do that, and then I take a break, then we sound check, then I take a break, then we meet and greet, take a break, then we play, and then I go to sleep. It's just it's just a blur, man. But, you know, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm thankful that we have it and that we can still do it, and I wouldn't change a thing. That's awesome, man. And you're also a gearhead like myself, which I love. You, you, you like tinkering a lot, and uh, I love that, man. Any, anything, this is just me, for me and the gearheads out there, Anything cool that you're working on or, or, or that you're you're playing with these days or, or things that uh, you're digging? Live, I'm doing my signature box, which is ISP. Uh, and it's called the Theta, T-H-E-T-A. And it's in Michael Sweet's signature. And I get the striper tone right out of that. Everything's in there. I come out of that and feed the front of house direct. Uh, and you, there are no mics on my cabinets. I have three live cabs behind me, but they're not mic. So the sound you hear live is just direct. And it sounds killer. Yeah, it does. In the studio, I'm using on this album, I used an EVH 50-watt EL34 head. Wow, right on. And I went into the front end of that with the Tech 21 Q-strip. Really? Single-band parametric EQ. Yeah. And that's like, we used to use the Furman PQ3. Uh, I'm using the Tech 21 these days. And then in the effects loop, I had an ISP decimator and I had uh, a Dunlop EQ. And I ran direct out, of, I came out of that speaker out into a captor, two notes, captor X. Wow. And we went direct. All those guitar tones are direct. Wow. Because, yeah, the the tones are killing. And I've, I've been telling you guys, this record, it's slamming. I mean, I, I, you hear it a lot. Like, it's like, oh, this is a great record. This is great. This is a great record, front to back. There's all killer, no filler on this thing, man. Um, we're getting close to the end here, man. But I want to ask just a couple more questions, if you if you don't mind. Um what are you listening to these days? Who are you listening to? Man, I don't listen to a lot of music. I'm going to be honest. Uh, because I play it, I, I think I need a break from it. But when I do listen to music, it's usually not metal. You know, it, on the bus, I, let me rephrase that. It is metal, late at night on the bus. Uh, we, we always listen to stuff like Priest. British Steel is a go-to for us. Um, Van Halen. Now, when I'm home, though, I listen to stuff like John Legend and, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm just listening. I just heard uh, yesterday he was on, I think, American Idol, Wynn Starks. Okay. Blew my mind. Wow. Blew my mind. What a voice. Holy moly. One of, one of the best voices I've ever heard. Really? That's yeah. a, That's a huge statement. Oh, man, no, you got to go check him out. Uh, ridiculous. Insane. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I I don't listen to a lot of music, though, man. Uh, right on. I just don't. I, 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 I think that's what keeps me. I try not to so I can stay fresh in my own right as a writer. And that's, I think that's smart, actually, right? And yeah. that also gives you the, uh, oh, um, the originality because you're not really 
as influenced or, or, or whatever. And that's that's understandable. Yeah. yeah. That's just that's just me. But I like kind of when I'm in the car, not listening to anything, not even talk radio. I just like drive and I like the peace and quiet. It's kind of nice. Man, so you are quite busy on social media, which is awesome. You know, you are quite possibly the most outspoken guy on social media in a good way. And I'm like, man, that's that's Michael. And that's great. You know, that's that's him just speaking from the heart, man. That, I don't know, how do you feel that social media is uh, playing a part in Striper and just in music in general? Well, I mean, I've come to the terms, I'm a more, more of a private guy. Uh, so when uh, when I was growing up, I was always super private, and, and you know, social media to me is a very strange concept because that's not private. Right. You're you're laying yourself out there whenever you post something, unless your management's doing it, which a lot of artists are. It's not even them posting. Uh, but in what you get with me, uh, what you see is what you get. It's all me posting on my socials and i am very outspoken but i try to do so with respect yes uh, but with honesty and i think it's important to be honest uh you know i'm not a fan of people that uh you know are swearing you out five minutes earlier and then posting the scripture five minutes later right it drives me up a tree no i bet I, I bet. And it. It's complete hypocrisy. And it, what you see is what you get with me. Like, you know, um, if, I, if I'm if i not being a nice guy, you're not going to see me quoting scriptures until I feel like I'm, I'm worthy of that. Uh, you'll see me posting a, a, me with the bourbon or a cigar sometimes. And it's just, I'm not doing it to get a rise out of people. It's just I'm presenting the truth. I'm presenting me. Right. And I mean, you're... It's for everybody out there i mean you're 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 a man well I, I i'm just i want you to know who michael sweet is uh in real life versus just this facade of you think it's michael sweet and then you meet me in person and it's i'm nothing like that guy on instagram right right yeah i mean i'll tell you man the honesty love it or hate it it's still a breath of fresh air man so you know keep I, on I, I try to be honest and, 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 and be respectful, though. And, and you know, someone asks me, hey, do you like this album and this artist? And if I really don't like it, I'm going to tell you I don't like it. <laughs> just be nice and say, oh, yeah, I do like it. You know, it's right. bull crap. No. But I'll be respectful about it, you know? Right, right. Well, here, this is the uh, what I do at the end of the shows, man, is I go rapid fire here. Right. Huh? So you just don't you don't think you just you just go. You just go with it. And yep. whatever comes out, yeah, you know, that's what comes out. So what band do you wish that you could play, you know, either with or go on tour with? I would have said Van Halen before Edward passed. Yeah. But now I would say, Oh my gosh, that's always a tough question. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna go with uh, oh man, that's hard. <laughs> Holy, I gotta come up with something. 
I can't leave you hanging. I believe in you, Michael. I believe in you, man. <laughs> I, would say, I would say Boston again. You know? Wow. Right on. If, if Boston ever tours again and, and they need me, I, I would love to tour with them again. But, you know, I, I can't see that happening. But you never know. Sure. Sure. Top three guitarists, in your opinion? Oh, gosh. Easily. I'm going to go with uh, Edward Van Halen. I'm going to go with Randy Rhodes. These are, those were two of my biggest influences. And then I'm going to throw something out there and say uh, Prince. I dig it. I dig it. Prince. I love that. And that's just me. You know you know me and, and, and my connections and, and whatnot. We were just talking about Prince's old tech, Takumi, you know, who's, yeah. who's a buddy of ours. So, yeah. That, and being here in Minneapolis, yeah, that's... Yeah. The, the sacred ground, man. Prince, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on with you, but I always thought he was very underrated as a guitar player. Whenever he did a solo with anybody, it was like mind blowing. And he stole yeah. Me. So I would, I would say, top three singers. Easy, uh, Paul Rogers, Bad Company, uh, mm -hmm. Steve Perry, Journey, and Rob Halford, Priest. Dig it! Wow. All right, now here's the one. This is the one that always gets everybody. What song, one song, do you wish you wrote? One song I wish I wrote, I would say ABBA, Dancing Queen. Really? Or is that... <laughs> wow. Really? And the reason why... There's something about that song when I was a kid growing up and even to this day that just does something to me. I always say, oh, my God, turn it up, turn it up. And when I was uh, stuffing my own packages, CDs, selling my own Truth album back around 1999, uh -huh. I would put that song in rotation and play it for hours on end. Really? Yeah. And along, along with Truth or you're just packaging Truth? As I was packaging uh, envelopes, I would listen to Dancing Queen over, <laughs> over, and over. And it's a huge song. It's massive. I'm sure it would pay the bills as well. Uh, right, right. Man, well, that was, yeah, that kind of made my head spin just a little bit, dude. Yeah, so I, I feel you. Brother, it is so good to see you. It is so good to see you. It is so good to hear the new record. It's amazing. Go pick it up now. Go get it on, on whatever platform you guys are listening to your music on, whatever it is. The Final Battle by Striper. I have to believe this. I've been a fan for a long time, y'all, and this might be my favorite Striper record yet. And that's, that's the God honest truth. It is so good. Awesome. Yeah, it's that good. Start to finish, there's not a bad song on it, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang with me today, man. Hey, Ken, you, you, God bless you, man. Thanks for spending time with me, and uh, I can't wait to see you in person at a show, brother. Yeah, man, looking forward to hanging, bro. All right, man, you have a good one. Stay warm in Minneapolis. Okay? Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs>
Well, I told Michael that I'd be playing Till Death Do Us Part, and indeed we did. That song is off of The Final Battle, the brand new record by Striper. Man, it's such a great record. I don't know how those guys keep doing it. They just keep uh, keep outdoing themselves every new record. They're outstanding. Say what you want about Michael. Say what you want about that band, about what they sing about, that whole thing. These guys are outstanding musicians who bring something really, really refreshing to the, the heavy metal and rock and roll landscape. I think the world of them. And, uh, man, I am... A tried and true Striper fan. That is uh, that is the truth. And I'll tell you, as a Striper fan, I do believe this to be, if it's not their best record, it is right up there. So go check it out. Go download it. Go stream it. Go pick up a physical copy. And absolutely, positively, go see Striper live. They're outstanding. And, uh, you know, Michael is, is one of the great front men in rock and roll and heavy metal. So there you go. I want to thank Michael for hanging out with me and uh, spending some time. It was really good to see him again, and I'm looking forward to catching up with him again down the road. Hey, if you like this show, I'm asking you, go check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash Ken Valdez Approach. You know what I'm going to be doing over there? I'm going to be putting up these interviews with the actual video so you can see Michael and, and see myself and, and see how we're how we're having this conversation. And, you know, there might be some stuff that yeah, may have been uh, edited out of, uh, you know, this radio show and you could catch it only on Patreon. So go over there, check it out. There's no tears. All I'm asking you to do is just show a little bit of love because this show does take time, money, and all that kind of good stuff just to kind of keep the wheels on this bus moving. So one more time, www.patreon.com slash Ken Valdez Approach. Y'all, it has been so good to be back here. We got some great guests coming up, so keep on joining us. And uh, until the next time, right, be good to each other. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.